Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the birds of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hey guys, welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, and I am not the movie geek. I married him. That's Justin Winters. He is the self-professed, right? Movie geek? Do other people call you movie geek? Some people. He's shaking his head at me. Some people don't. He's like, why you gotta start with that? Some people leave a review and say, Justin isn't a movie geek. Oh man. You know what? We always ask for reviews at the end of the episode, but I'm just gonna ask for it like at the the beginning. Hey, guys, (laughs) if you're not busy right now, feel free. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review because we're awesome. And this is a podcast all about watching movies that I have not seen, which is most of them. And Justin ridiculing me over to the right hand side of my body because he has seen most of them and also finds me to be a ridiculous person. I just love when we start podcasts with like, we're awesome. Leave us a review. I know. It's funny. <laughs> well, wait. We're very needy. We, but we don't know where this podcast is going to go. So maybe it's, maybe it's better Apparently. to ask at the outset rather than like let it crash and burn and at the end be like, if you liked this. Yeah, let's get, <laughs> let's get all the important stuff up front. Yeah. We'll pay you. That's important, right? We'll pay them for reviews. Can we do that? I didn't sign off on that. Oh. What's up, guys? Hey. We can pay them in like mystery snack challenges. Oh my god! Oh that, my god! That reminds me. Uh oh. I've got a a burger review. You do, guys. This Talk is huge. About it. So burger review. We need like a burger review sound effect. Burger review. <laughs> Give me I'm a sound effect. It. Did you say I'm loving it? Oh, that's McDonald's. Yeah, it's been trademarked. Yeah. Whoops. Got, I'm not original. loving it. Uh. So, Burger King has a a new Impossible Whopper. That what just happened over there? I just knocked my elbow into the microphone. Jesus it's fine. Christ. Sorry. Get together, Chris. Talking about the, impo- the impossible whopper, which okay. is okay. Okay. Huge news everywhere. I get it. Um. So, uh, it's made with an impossible patty, which is made out of plants, some kind of protein isolate. What's it made out of, Chris? Isn't it like pea protein? I haven't pea looked at the pro- ingredients, but that's what I'm guessing. Anyway. In terms of veggie burgers, it's it's like Impossible Burgers and Beyond. Yeah. Those are like the two big Those ones. are the two biggies. So, uh, Carl's Jr. already has a Beyond veggie burger, mm-hmm. which was great. And they call it the Beyond Famous Star. So, um, Burger King just got the Impossible Whopper out. So, I stopped by. They proclaimed me the Impossible Whopper King. They gave me a crown. <laughs> I asked them questions about it. Yeah. And, uh, okay. I tried it out. And and Chrissy also tried it out. Yes. And I'm here to say, disappointed, guys. <laughs> and I actually liked when, when I back when I ate meat. I liked real whoppers. Yeah. But this was like, what was it, Chris? It I was mean, like it, number one. Okay. I, I was like, this doesn't even look like an impossible patty, which I've seen in like other restaurants. True. It was like barely there. It was very thin. Mm-hmm. Had not really much taste to it. Yes. Accurate statement. I don't know. I'd probably give it D 
plus. Ooh, that's pretty low. I'm I don't know. very surprised to hear that you're rating it that low. I'm wa- I'm wondering if it was the the location, which unfortunately is our mm, our local one. Our local one. Right. But I'm willing to try it again, but it was not good. Well what did you think? So you took a bite, right? And you were like, Chris, come here, I need to taste some real meat. What just give me your review. You don't have to give me your <laughs> Well, hold on. This <laughs> plays into it. This plays I'm I'm setting it up just then. So anyway, you made me come over because you thought it tasted like real meat. And I tasted it. And I said, oh, God, is this real meat? And then I spit it out because I was afraid that like maybe it actually was real meat. So this plays into my review because to be honest with you, although like I understand that there's so many great meat analogs that are available now for vegans, vegetarians alike. I'm not one of those vegans who's like, oh, give me the things that taste like meat and make it taste as close to meat as possible so I can't tell the difference. In fact, it kind of freaks me out. Like, I don't like the taste of meat. So uh, for that reason, I'm kind of like, oh, it tastes too much like like, like bad fast food meat. I don't want it. Well, they even, got so close to the taste, I didn't like it. Even their other... And and Burger King's had a veggie burger for how long? Oh, it's been a garden burger for like forever. I think even that's better than what right. that was. No, I agree with anyway. you. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, guys. Like we were being a little harsh here. But it, it's it's just like a fast food burger that has been pressed by like the meat press for too long, so it's very thin. There's a markup on there's a markup on that patty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, here in LA, you know, which everything's ex- super expensive, that mm-hmm. just the sandwich is like seven bucks. Yes. So, so it's, it's not worth not, it. It's not worth it's not it. Not worth it. By but the way, the the Carl's Jr. version, the Beyond the one, Beyond Famous, much better. I agree. I so. would order that a million times over. But make sure you ask for it with no mayo and no cheese if you're vegan. By the way, speaking of veganism, yes. apparently I told you this already, Justin. I'll tell the audience in a second. This is not something that's happened nationwide yet. Baskin Robbins has two flavors of non dairy ice cream now, and they are the bomb. I tried them both. One was chocolate chip cookie dough, and the other one was like a, I don't know some like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate stuff. Justin's shaking his head at me because he's not eating sugar right now, and I'm sorry, Justin. Hey, I didn't come home with like a vat full of ice cream, so you're welcome. But all I'm saying, <laughs> did you wait? You went to Basket Robbins by yourself? No, no, no. We picked up our birthday cake for our kid, and I tasted things while I was there. Oh, okay. And it was phenomenal. And then I discovered that apparently it's not everywhere. I put this on Instagram on my stories and people were like, where is this? This isn't at so, my Baskin Robbins. So what, what is it made out of? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say the base. Like, So you're just eating blindly? Well, it says thing? non-dairy. It says non-dairy and then it says like full but, of chocolate chips, full of monkey, chocolate monkey, ribbon, <laughs> more heads. chocolate over here. No and dairy, but monkey sugar. heads. The best. And I'm like, yes, it oh, is no. the best Baskin Robbins. Hmm. Interesting. It's a good day to be a vegan. Well, there's your your burger and ice cream reviews. We need to do another mystery snack challenge soon. It's been a while. I would like to do one. All right. Cool. Uh, what else have we been doing? Uh, uh, sugar detox. Sugar detox, guys. I'm going to... Because I know lo- people love me talking about this. I mean, it's like your new favorite thing. I passed a month. And so now it's just become like the new normal, basically. Which is crazy to me. In a good way. Like, um, this is kind of amazing. Making waves, uh, personally, kicking ass. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this yes. and you follow us on social media at Movie Geekcast, yeah, um, I need some like pump. I call it my pump it up playlist. Exercise, <laughs> exercise playlist. Everyone's got an exercise playlist. True. I need some more like energetic, 
especially if they're like movie soundtrack songs to like fucking walk and like fair enough hopefully jog to oh you're gonna start jogging you're gonna step it up to jogging now not yet chrissy i said hopefully well i did hey was that the plan well i need that's what i'm saying i need more like pump it up songs before i can you know Scale, so, scale up. So I swear to God that I... I might I, be a couple months away. I'm not... I'm not going to rush this, Chrissy. That's fine. I'm not busting your balls right now, but I have a genuine question. I'm afraid with my knees that yeah. like if I start jogging now, uh-huh. it'll be like that scene at the inner Turner 2 where the... You know, he like... Sure. Starts... And you're like... <laughs> starts like busting... Like, so wait, so wait, wait you're in, and then you like lower <laughs> yourself I, into some lava. So wait, I have a No, you're you. confusing. I'm talking about the other one where he turns into stone and he like... Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. The bad guy. Screwed I'm not talking up. about Arnold. Sorry. All right. Wait, I have a question for you. And I swear to God, I don't mean this in a condescending way. I'm just oh, genuinely. No. What did I do? Nothing. I'm just curious. Uh-oh. I've never seen you run. So. I don't. I know. Well, I mean. Like, I don't want to. You could run away from somebody. <laughs> I've always said only when chased. <laughs> I know. You have said that. So like, what is your running style like or jogging style? Like, what is it's it? Not. What does it look like? It looks like. You know, Big Bird running. <laughs> so what does Big Bird run like? I'd like to know. Very awkward. Oh, hey, guys. Why are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. I'm asking you like what your jog is. Like I don't. Is I it don't bouncy? Have one. Does it have long strides? Is what it fast? Is, what is this? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm not a jogger. That's fine. You don't have to be. I was just curious. Am I not allowed to be curious about these things? <laughs> the hell? Well, I'm just saying, if I'm not a jogger, how do I know about my jog style? I mean, I guess you'd... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. When I was when I was a kid, the thing I hated most about playing sports was the part where they're like, hey, just run laps. <laughs> <laughs> and I was True. like, why? This sounds horrible. Why would I do this? Why would I do this? Why would anybody do this? So... I agree with you. I get it. That's it. Cool. Fun times. I'm glad we had this talk. Um, played Jumanji for the first time this week. Uh, indeed you with did. With the kids. Our Jumanji obsession continues. I talked about our love of, our late love of the Jumanji 2 with The Rock. I tried playing with you guys, but then eventually our daughter lost interest. <sighs> my new my new obsession after his A++ work in Skyscraper. <laughs> People were like, "Are you are you for real?" I'm like, "Yes." I was I'm surprised. For real. Yeah, I saw people were like, "Wait, this isn't ironic." And you're like, "No." Although, although it's we did not. we did like a informal poll, and it looked like it was kind of like fifty fifty between Rampage and Skyscraper. That's crazy to me. How on earth you're crazy that Rampage got any votes? Basically, well, not any, but like as many as to be fifty percent. That hmm. seems nuts. Nuts, I tell ya. I guess we do. Make some more. Um, Not you, The Rock. Before we get to our, our, our top 10 list, which is super exciting. Yeah, yeah. What else have we watched lately other than we got to see a movie in the theater, which we're going to talk about I'm at the end so excited of this episode, just in case anyone hasn't seen it. We were super late to it, of course. Right. So um, we watched, we've been watching Ask Dr. Ruth on Hulu. Oh, yes. Guys. We're only halfway through it. We've been kind of slow. No, we ended it. Oh, it, yes, we did end it. What are you talking about? We I'm watched sorry. it yesterday. When you watch things in parts, <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Well, yeah. uh, ask, sure. Dr. ask Dr. Ruth, just like Dr. Ruth, is amazing. 
It is. Like super delightful. Like if you're having one of those days where you're like, oh, fuck the world. I just need to like, you know, wrap myself in a blanket and lay on my couch or bed and watch something that makes me happy. Put on Ask Dr. Ruth. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. She she's Sign off on this. I mean, you she, want to put you want to put her in her pocket. Want, you want to put her in your pocket when you watch this. And uh yeah, what did you think? She's the grandmother I wish I had and I wish that everybody everyone else had too. It's amazing. I didn't know the circumstances of her life and what she had been through and what she had survived and uh, it's, it just makes her so much more interesting than just like this cute little four foot eight woman who chuckles and has an adorable European accent and talks about sex all day. Her talking about her husband's is pretty amazing. Yeah, her first boyfriend, which we get to meet in the documentary. True. Oh, there's like, you know, living in LA and working around here, there's like, I could say a handful of people that I'm just like, I can't believe I met that person. She she or he is even better than you think she would be. Yes. She she is one of those people. Wait, I forgot. You did meet her? Yeah, she was on my show. There you go. Yeah. Just like the, the amazing. just like the whole mama uh mama incident. Oh one, yes. Once someone's once someone said, Hey, <laughs> Dr. Ruth wants to come on your show, I was like, Yes, yes. please. Okay. She here, can come anytime. Here are my twenty ideas. <laughs> To uh, win her over personally because I think she's the best. Oh, how cool. She's amazing. So um, check that out. National Hulu. Treasure. I also started, there's a Hulu documentary. Is it the Lost Manson Tapes? Yes. On Hulu. I watched some of that last night too. You I, fell I, asleep. I watched half of half of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's also good. It is, especially after you watch the movie that we watched the movie theater. Exactly. And I continue to roll through the latest episode of Queer Eye. And similarly to Ask Dr. Ruth, if you're, you know, having a crappy day. Then you should just watch those things. Watch, watch Queer Eye, man. It's a great Queer show. Eye is such, it like, and the old version was great, you know. I think I won Chrissy over. I've watched more, I've watched more than Chrissy. You and have. So, and so I was like, Chrissy, you've got to watch this. Jonathan's the best. He is the you, best. You I didn't him. quite realize. I watched, it's funny that you mentioned Jonathan. I watched him today in an interview. Well, not interview. It's just a segment with David Letterman. Have you seen this? Uh, no. He has David Letterman into his salon. And um, he's talking about the beard and all that. And David's like, don't touch me, basically. It actually is super <laughs> awkward for like the first minute. You're like, are they going to get along? Like, is this going to be okay? And then at one point, David is like, all right you need to stop interviewing me and we need to just have like a conversation. And Jonathan's like, okay, let's dip your fingies in this pomade and we're going to put them all over your, all over your stash. And he's like, please don't call them fingies. And it goes from there and it's great. It's like three minutes, but it's worth your time. Oh, he's great. He's great. He's great. Um, well, let's talk movies, Chris. All right. It's amazing that we can do a top 10 and also, Talk about a movie we watched in an actual movie theater. Such a rarity. It's almost like our birthday twice. I know. Like, thank you to my mom for watching the kids so we could do this. Um, so it being 2019, what is it? It's like August now. <laughs> you don't even know what month it is? It's like th- August or something. No, I was about to say, <laughs> for the past eight months, I've seen several uh, lists, retrospectives, um... I don't know, even festivals in celebration 
of the 20 year anniversary of 1999 in film. I cannot believe it's been 20 years, by the way, since then. We are all super old. I can't. And we are getting older by the second. I was in high school. Oh, my God. We are reverse Benjamin buttoning ourselves. You mean aging? (laughs) We're reverse Benjamin buttoning. I wish there was a word to describe what's happening. That's what what it's called, right? Aging, yes. Um, So, like we said last week, okay, let's, let's, let's jump on that train. Let's, let's talk about our top 10 favorite films of 1999. Chris? Yeah. You just uh, put your list together like five minutes ago. True. In, in true Chris, Chrissy fashion. Mm-hmm. Now, Chrissy, right off the offset, are we talking about favorites or are we talking about best? I have been told it is favorites and if it ends up being best, I might pee in my pants. Isn't it the, isn't it the, the funnest way? Like when you try yeah. talking about best, like no, oh no, 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 I prefer favorites, but that's why I said like if it ends up being best, I'll pee my pants because I also like winning, and so if it ends up <laughs> is being this a competition, no, but if it ends it's up not being a competition, I know that, but if it ends up be, like if it would if this would have all changed, you it, like I was under the impression pick your favorites and I would have shown up here and you're like it's the best and then people are gonna vote or whatever like almost like a draft I'd be like ah no and I'd be upset so yay favorites wow okay. Yeah, we're talking favorites. So the, these lists are going to be us. And subjective as hell. <laughs> I, told, I told Chrissy if she was suddenly catapulted onto a desert island with only 10 1999 films to watch, which ones would Chrissy take? I figured it out. The most Chrissy. I got you. And as I look at my list, my list is also very me. Um, I could see a lot of people are going to probably have things to say about my list, but we'll see. Well, of course. Please don't hate me. <laughs> All right, Chris. What? Let's go. Okay. What is your number 10 on your top 10 favorite films of 1999 list? My number 10 is a movie that I'm sure is much higher on your list and probably everyone else's, and that's Fight Club. Ooh. Ooh. Are you surprised that it even made my list? Now, should we talk about it if it comes up on my list, or should we talk about it now? Well, this is a big one, so I'm actually kind of willing to wait to talk about it until it comes up higher, because I'm sure it's relatively high. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean uh, to to still st- to still from our buddies at the countdown, I have to say, no. <laughs> love you guys. Yeah, that was a good invitation. Uh, all right, well, wait. So my number ten. Yeah. This is. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have seen this film, but back in 1999, it was like my jam, um, it, because it was directed by. Uh, a guy who directed another movie that I was kind of super into at the time. Yeah. Um, the movie's called Go. Oh. Have you seen it before? No, but I know what you're talking about. Directed by Doug Lyman, who did Swingers. You want to do a, a ton of other stuff. But mm-hmm. it's got our girl Katie Holmes in it. Mm-hmm. It's Sarah got Polly. Sarah Polly, who we love. Mm-hmm. It's It's got an eclectic cast. It's like... Um, like a younger, like a, I remember watching it. It, it sets place in LA. Mm-hmm. It involves a lot of drugs. It's like um, many stories, many characters, kind of like Pulp Fiction sure. going on. But I just remember watching it as 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 a kid, nineteen year old. I was still a kid, right. and being like, "Damn, if this is LA, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome." I uh, mainly only know that movie because of Flagpole Sitta. It's yeah, it's got a great great soundtrack. Right, Harvey um, Danger. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember love loving it then, so I couldn't leave it off my list because 
Um, yeah. I think yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty fun. Cool. Uh, Chrissy, what's your number nine? My number nine is one that's on HBO like every five minutes. And that's with good reason because it's a timeless little fun story and it's never been kissed. Oh, y'all know me. I, you know, I love myself a good rom-com. There's a few on my list. Um, but the, and this is, this is one of the better ones that came out of my whole generation of high school and college. It's funny that looking back, like you see Drew Barrymore, she's like pretending to be in high school and you're like, really though? People bought that. Yeah, there have been se- <laughs> there have been several like iterations of that. Like you know, yes. older people go back. Yes, but I think that's one of the most like egregious. Where you're like, what? Yes, just a little bit. And, and Josie Grossy. Josie, I was gonna say like there are things I still say to this day. Like I washed my hair. Oh, I washed my hair. I'm so Josie Gross. She's very she's very winning in that. She's winsome. And also winning um, is uh, Josh. What's David, his face? David Arquette. Oh, never mind. What? Who? Josh, what's his face? Yeah, the guy who's the teacher. Oh, is the, the guy from uh, Alias? Who's? Josh, what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's been a long time since I've yeah, seen Yeah, seriously. It. I remember liking it, though. Same. <laughs> Number eight. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did so much uh, research. I didn't need to. I remember liking this movie quite a bit. I know the story. Well, you know what, Chris? What? Um, never, never been kissed. Didn't make my list. Uh, but oh but, man! But in terms of nineteen ninety nine, my number nine on my list, okay, is Deep Blue Sea. What is that? It's fucking sharks, Chrissy. Don't you remember? No. Really smart sharks. Samuel Jackson getting, oh. getting eaten by a gigantic shark out yeah, of the blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're good. Yeah. Uh, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. He even did the song. What was the Head Like a Shark Fan? That song? Oh my God, Chrissy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, this is truly <laughs> another 50 first dates. I feel sorry for Justin thing. very often. Anyway, uh, maybe I should just cut in uh, our episode on Deep Blue Sea and Chrissy talking about what she thought about it. Sweet. What was it just recently where you're like, I haven't seen that movie? And I literally queued you up talking about it on the podcast. You did. You're good at that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's almost like that. I think I even said this. You know what's funny? <laughs> Do you know what I remember, Justin? I remember saying it's, this. It's, it's it's like that video where, like, we went to the, you know, the senior citizen home and, like, <laughs> People were like 98 and are barely moving. We we played their favorite old time music and like they started to dance. Like if I play Chrissy, like her her thoughts four so years I, ago on a movie, so she'll like, oh yeah. I have two things to say about this. Number one, I think I remember this podcast about this Deep Blue Sea movie because I remember conflating it even then with like Triangle, not Triangle, the other one where they're all underwater with Samuel L. Jackson in it. Sphere? Yes. And no. And, so Fuck there's that. So, <laughs> I, we had this conversation. I just can't remember that. <laughs> and number two, you know, this is actually a good thing. So like when I'm way old and like the kids have to visit us in the home, if we're still alive. And they're like, does grandma remember anything today? Is grandma lucid? Our kids will be like, well, not any <laughs> less lucid than she was in 2019. <laughs> Well, kids, let me let me cue up episode two hundred and seventy-eight of the So I Married a Movie Podcast. Oh my god! Um, Deep Blue Sea, Chrissy. Yeah, 
it's 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 awesome. You should cool. watch it again. All right. <laughs> What's your number eight? <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. My number eight is um, with a heavy heart because I can't watch it the same way that I used to. It's American Beauty. Ooh. I know. You put Kevin Spacey on your list. I, uh, with a heavy heart. I loved this movie when it came out, and I watched it a lot. So it, it kind of has a... It it has like a little little piece of my my attention and my heart and uh, the story is obviously great. It won Oscars. It, it's a well made movie. It's super unfortunate what has come to light now twenty years later with Kevin Spacey, which makes it far less enjoyable than it once was. If this is a competition. Let's recognize that Chrissy has this on her list. I hate you. Continue. Shut up. <laughs> Regardless, if we try, if possible, to put he him aside for a second, it's a great movie. Uh, love the adults in that movie. Didn't like the kids. Really? No, especially the bag stuff. I I remember being in oh. the movie theater and like <laughs> laughing, like trying to like suppress laughter. You know me. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> but it gave us Mina Suvari. Okay. <laughs> All right. What, never mind. Where is Mina Suvari? I don't know, but she was great for a few years. <laughs> okay. Nah, it's like it was, Thora it was a Birch. Good movie. Thora Birch. She's great. Also good now and then, which is now on Hulu. Yes. Is it Hulu or Netflix? Uh we gotta watch that. One of the two. Anyway. Uh Mina Savari is good, Chrissy. Because yeah. she's also in my number eight. Oh, Symmetry. American Pie. Ah. The most nineteen year old movie to ever nineteen year old. I, I saw American Pie when I was 19. Oh, okay. Uh, in college, so. There you go. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I knew guys like that. I had a stifler at my high school. Oh, did you? Yeah. How do people become like that? That's like my deep fear that our sweet children, like our son, who is like the most thoughtful and cute and nice kid, is going to grow up and become like fucking stifler. And I'm like, how does this happen? How can I prevent this? That would be crazy, considering he's like... <laughs> I know. What happens? How do people end up this way? I have no idea. I don't get it. Anyway. What did you think of American Pie? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't remember like being so head over heels with it being like this hilarious and timely comedy of our generation as much as the people who were slightly older than me at the time. I, I'm ever this, this much younger than you. So... Yeah. I was still, um, I think I was like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Just didn't resonate as deeply as I think people who are just a teeny bit older than me. Funny though. Still very quotable. Cool. What's your uh, number seven on your 1999 list? Uh, my number seven is uh, the, not the debut, but one of the movies that made her famous. It's Reese Witherspoon's Election. Yes. Love her and love her performance in this. I, I mean... There are, she's done a few iconic parts, really. You know, uh, obviously she grew up and did Legally Blonde and, and all that. But like, this is an iconic role. And probably, I'm not sure if she would see this, but probably the closest to who she actually is, or at least was when she was young. This like very type A, like hyper focused and yet also very pomp and circumstancy sort of girl. Do you have any girls like that in your high school? Of course. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
I really didn't. No, that's that's like an iconic role for her. She was amazing in that. She was. Matthew Broderick, also good. Also very good. Maybe Chris Klein's best performance ever. Yeah. Oh my God. He was great that. <laughs> I want to watch it again. Uh election. That's one that holds up too. Didn't make my list. Don't don't do that. Alexa. You said election and she thought you said Alexa. Fuck. Why did you do that, Chrissy? I didn't. Oh my god. She turned off. She knows we're not talking to her anymore. Guys. Are you like, am I the only one worried about everything that's listening to us? No. Because lately. Our good friend May is too. Everything I talk about ends up on like my Facebook ads or like, you know. Just things that you've never Googled, you've never searched, you've never written. Because you never wrote it like in a note to yourself or anything, right? No. Like, hey, I think I have contact dermatitis. Several times in the. the, On my hand. (laughs) thanks Chrissy it's on your hand who cares <laughs> at least the soap I'm gonna blame Trader Joe's soap damn you Trader Joe's why are you so acidic <laughs> uh, which number are we on we need to go faster I know I just we're did talking number about seven. fucking dermatitis here yeah it's a problem <laughs> you you're did, on number you six you just did number seven I mean yeah 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 so I do my number seven uh huh guys my number seven is the mummy oh fucking rad is it what? I haven't seen it. What? I'm sorry. What? Oh, no. Did I, like, personally affront you? The Mummy starring Brendan Fraser? Y- Fraser? And yes. Are you I'm kidding sorry. me, Chrissy? No. Why would I kid? I th- I'm pretty sure that I've asked you before, have you seen The Mummy? And you said yes. No. <sighs> because I haven't. Oh, my God, guys. We might have to watch The Mummy soon. Okay. So the mummy, everyone apparently, a, a, but Chrissy has seen the mummy. Yes. Um, is tons of fun, tons of fun. I it's, know. It's like uh, Indiana Jones is like younger cousin. You know, not oh. as not as strong, but still fun. Alrighty. Love him. We know, love Brendan Fraser. Yes, we do. Um, but you know the the sequels have diminishing returns. But this, but the original is, I think, a classic. I loved it. Oh, all right. Um, great movie to watch on a big screen with uh, great sound. I can't wait to watch The Mummy with you. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I can't believe you didn't know that I hadn't Shit. seen it. There's just too many movies. God. It happens. What's your number six? <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I made you mad. No, you didn't make me mad. I'm excited. Oh, okay, good. Uh, where I lost my spot. My number six. Oh, number six is, is good, but it also makes me kind of sad. Number six is the Green Mile. Oh, you know what's funny? It doesn't make me sad. Uh, this was a movie that, even though it was like a heavy movie to take, I watched over and over again. Like if it was on TV, this is a movie you stop and you're like, "Guess I'm watching this now." What? That movie's like five hours long, Chrissy. Yeah, and what the fuck? You always think that I have a short attention span, but I like a few very long movies, and this is one of them. I can't get you to sit down to watch a ninety-minute movie. We if have to break it up into parts. If but it's you're like, interesting, sometimes. Sometimes I just like watch Green Mile for, you know, <laughs> fuck's sake, whatever. <laughs> if it's interesting and it's well written, then yes. I'm going to have to start picking like four hour movies for our podcast just to get Chrissy interested. Justin, the key to getting me interested is good writing. If if, it, if it's a well written movie, then I'm in. If not, I get bored easily. So there you go. But, well, but. All the movies, oh, especially Deep Blue Sea, good writing. All right, cool. <laughs> So, so this is obviously the, the an well incredibly written. well-crafted movie. This was like at the he, 
at the pinnacle of all good things Tom Hanks too. You know, so another one of his movies that was, this was like, um, right, was it before, right after Saving Private Ryan? It was like this, and then the other one were like back to back. This was after it, right? Saving Private Ryan was 98? I think so. I think. I can't, yeah, yeah, okay. Don't check me on that. That's cool. So, so, you know, he's just like pumping out these movies one after the other, and and each one seems to be better than the one right before, which is a hard feat. Um, yeah, I, I could watch this again right now and I would cry and I would still think it, it is a wonderful movie and then I would also mourn the loss of, um, oh gosh, what's his name? <laughs> your friend that you've met. I No, I did meet him and he was lovely. What's his name? Amorosa's ex. Oh no. Help me. Help. Help. Because <laughs> the name is popping in my mind. I know it's not right and I can't say it because it's horrible. Help. 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 <laughs> I can't believe you called him Omarosa's ex. Well, do you, I won't even tell you the name I was thinking of, which is wrong. <laughs> they can't. While you do that, I'm going to let you just flay in the wind of that. Uh, <laughs> You're the worst. Michael Clark Duncan. My, which, my, by the my, way, Michael Clark Duncan. do you know what I was thinking? He, he was great. No. Was great do you movie. know what the name I was thinking? What? Duncan Hines. Oh, my God. My number six uh, <laughs> on my top name. ten of 1999 films, guys, is a, a movie that's very close to my heart, and um, I actually just watched it with my son recently when he was home with his strep throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Iron Giant. Uh, animated film. I don't know what this is. Brad Bird. Uh, I think Brad Bird directed The Iron Giant. Pretty sure. Anyway. Cool. Uh, amazing movie. Very uh, tugs at your heartstrings. Uh, Vin Diesel did the the voice of the Iron Giant. You know how he loves to do voices. Voices. Sure. What's his most v- famous voice? Give it to me, Chris. I don't know. Do an impression. I don't know. Oh, you can't do your Groot impression. Oh, Vin Diesel does Groot. Yes, Chrissy. Where have you been? I didn't know that for real. Oh, okay. Never mind. I am Groot. Good. All right. Anyway, The Iron Giant, if you've never seen it, check it out. It's great. Uh, your number five? Numero cinco. My number five is... Oh, this is a good one. Cutaways, I'm thinking of you. It's 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Is, uh, I'll be surprised if this doesn't end up on your list, Justin. Is it on there somewhere? I didn't put it on my list because I knew it was going to be on your list. Oh, so you decided you no longer was one of your favorites? <laughs> No, those two, those two that I was going to have possibly down at the bottom, Mm -hmm. but I was like, these will definitely be on Chrissy's list. I don't want to like tread on your, your. So this is actually higher on my list than I thought it would be because of nostalgia. When I first saw it, I remember seeing it in the theater and walking out and being like, that was good, but I wasn't like in love. Um, And it was, I I guess to this day, I'm like, not like in love, but I saw it uh, about a year ago when I uh, guested on the Cutaways podcast who were nice enough to have me. And it, for some reason, struck a nostalgic chord, and I liked it even more than I did back in the day. So it, it's firmly in the middle for me of my top ten at five. Uh, amazing cast, I know, and Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I'm sad he's gone. A lot of uh, sadness on on this list overall. If we look at certain people who we can't either we can't watch their films anymore, or they're dead, or what have you. We're getting so old. I know. Larissa Olenek, still alive. Still awesome. Oh, was in love with her as a I kid. I I wanted to be her. Um, sixth grade. Yeah. 
I was in uh, The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. So basically, that means uh, I was the mate. I was uh, Heath Ledger's character. Wow. Were you really? That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Look at me now. Did you tame the shrew? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it in the movie? I mean, I'm still shrewy. I don't want to tell you. Um, that was your number, your number five? It was. Great film. Thanks. My number five is a Paul Thomas Anderson fave called Magnolia. I knew that was going to be high up on your list. Um, I mean, we're in my top five, so we're getting right. into we're, like pure you're... Justin territory. Totally. And Chrissy. Yeah. Um, I think we watched Magnolia for the podcast. We did. And Back when we lived off of Magnolia, which oh, was doubly awesome. I mean, that whole film, oh, man. Yeah. It's like my heart. And it also has one of my favorite scenes in all film. And Chrissy knows the one I'm talking about because we talk about it like all the time. Julia Moore mm-hmm. at the drugstore. Yes. Getting her husband's drugs. <laughs> oh. Go ahead, Chris. No, I can't. Come on. Just give me a line. So. <laughs> you don't even want to do it. No, I, I don't. Go ahead, Justin. No. You do it. Never mind. All right, fine. Fun. I love Magnolia. Um, I mean, I love most, mostly all Paul Thomas Anderson films. But this one's very, like, big, big, big for me. Big so, love. Big love. Maybe I need to see it again. Yeah. I remember I remember thinking afterward, like, well, that was a well-made movie, but I was not like... I mean, Tom Cruise. Wow, I love this Tom movie. Cruise, what a great movie. Really great in that. I really like John C. Riley. I like him and everything. Uh, He's it, great. In Magnolia. Um, so anyway. All great, right, cool. Great film. Chrissy, what is your number four? Oh, I you- had this on VHS, and this was like one of those that you're like, I just need to have this playing in the background while I go about my life. It is Drop Dead Gorgeous. <gasps> such a great and funny movie and uh, as somebody you you guys all know i'm a big old theater nerd and i come from a theater background this felt like theater just put on it happened to be a movie (laughs) um which is a high compliment now i've seen it once yeah oh my god only once i remember thinking it was good yeah but i know it's part of a meme what's that meme Oh, um, when, um, oh gosh, when they ask, what's what's your favorite day? Is yes. it like a date or something? Or? Yes, I can't remember the exact question, but it's a beauty pageant, right? And they ask like, what's your favorite day or date or something like that? But she she misunderstands the question. And, oh no, maybe, maybe season? And she's like, look it up. I don't know, it's been, it's been a while. But she basically is like, um, May 23rd, because it's nice and, and it's warm, but it's cool out and you don't need a jacket. I need to look up the exact quote I butchered it. Are you still looking up something from earlier? No. I found out it's Michael Clark Duncan, not Duncan Hines. We're good. I love Chrissy's like real-time fact-checking, like 10 to 15 well, minutes after the a, fact. I didn't know this was going to be a pop I know, quiz I podcast. I didn't know this was going to be a podcast. I know last week we literally said that we were going to do this list. I picked movies. I didn't I, know it was going to be you were going to quiz me about memes. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. I, like we're into our like almost like our, we're in our top five. I I thought okay maybe these are movies that Chrissy like really loves and knows inside and out. Well, maybe I love the movie not for the meme. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing with. You. Sure. Uh, that was your number four. 
Yes. Not, my number four is being John Malkovich. I knew that was going to be up there too for you. I love fucking weird movies. Yeah, and this you do. is like one of the weirdest movies, but weird in like an amazing way. Right. Like everything about it, talking about a script. Uh huh. I mean, Charlie Kaufman, that dude, like, he's got some weird bats in the Belfry, man. And I dig it. Cool. I love it. John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, of course, Malkovich. Everything about that movie, I love. I need to see that one again. No? I've seen it. I didn't dislike it. I just, I don't know why it's so high up on certain people's lists. Like, it's really like an enjoyable movie, but really high up. It's, it's a. Is there like a counterpart to low? Is it, No. It's just like a unique, just like it's a diamond of a film. Like, there's no, I can think of any other movies where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like being John Malkovich because there's nothing else like it. So yes, that's true. Um, yeah, obsessed with that film. So All that's right. why it's number four on my list. Nice, Chrissy. What's your number three? Oh boy, we're, moving we're, on we're getting into the nitty gritty. Right? Moving on up to the top five list. Okay. Go. Uh, my number three is a perennial favorite. It's Office Space. Oh my God! My number three is Office Space too. Oh 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 oh! oh I'm showing my O face. Oh. So wait, is it your number? Oh, that's great! I can't believe we both picked the number three together. Um, finally. <laughs> if I if if this was a top ten most quoted films list, oh my God, Office Space would have to be up there. Yes, like the entire film, like. Every single bit of it, still I, quoted. I to completely this day. agree with you. And in certain ways, when you look back, it's very, very dated. Obviously, like just even the line of work they're in of like updating these dinosaur computers for the Y two K switch. But it is so inherently watchable and enjoyable, and as you said, quotable. Uh, I dare anybody to pop it in right now and look at it, and then say, you know what, this didn't hold up. It's hilarious. Um, one of those films that. Did you have this in your past where you went to the movie theater and you were literally the only one that saw it? <laughs> and so when you saw it, you like had no one to talk to about it? No, with that movie, but yes, that's happened. Because it came out, I think it came out for like a second. Like it didn't really make a lot of money. Like it wasn't really big until it like hit like video, I think. Is that really true? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. It was one of those after it had the Jennifer f- Aniston and everything. I mean, it's in her friend's heyday. Amazing. Amazing. Such a good movie. Great film. If you've ever worked in an office for longer than a minute, you will enjoy this movie. Lumberg? Come on. <laughs> I'm going to need you the Bobs? to come in. Everything. Like everything about it. I can just sit here quoting it with you all day. We have we have the shittiest printers at work. And, I'm, <laughs> and like, I quote Office Space about it all the time because that's what I instantly think of. I'm like, I, really? wanna, I want to beat the fuck out of this thing so in is an that, open field. So is to, that like the most identifiable moment you have with office space in terms of like your own office and what you're used to and what you encounter? Uh, I mean, that's one. Of them. <laughs> you're like, what can I say? Every time, <laughs> every time there's cake, I'm like, you know, is there enough cake for everyone? Right. It's, you know, there's a lot of shit. Um, oh, uh, my bestie, whom obviously, you know, Dominique and I just redid an entire person's office and made it. And, and then we hid the stapler just so we so he could walk around being like, oh, have you seen my stapler? There you go. We moved him into the basement. It was awesome. The sign of a great film. It's left a big imprint yes. on everyone's lives. Office space. That means we're up to number two. What's your number two, Chris? I wonder if these are going to be the same too. I'm not positive, but my number two is The Matrix. 
Uh-oh. Did I stumble on something by accident? <laughs> My number one is The Matrix. I knew it. My number two is Fight Club. This is where Fight Ooh, Club is. Okay, so wait, so wait. So we didn't talk about Fight Club before, so let's just hold on to The Matrix for a second. Let's talk about Fight Club now. Um. Okay. Like, blindsided me. Bl- that movie blindsided me. Really? Yes. I loved Seven. Mm-hmm. That movie is fucking dark, and I loved it. Yes. I was obsessed with David Fincher. And so, um, at the time, I was uh, I was at UNC Chapel Hill, and I was working on the newspaper there, the Daily mm-hmm. Tar Hill. Right. I was on the uh, arts and entertainment desk, and the main reason was it was a way for me to get into free movies. <laughs> my whole life, you guys, know what, is, Justin? my whole life is like trying to get, in, like, how... How can I watch more movies? Hearing you say that, I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. <laughs> go ahead. I used to, I used to donate plasma <laughs> so I could get money so I could go see more movies, guys. <laughs> He's got so, problems. So, dude on iTunes who says I'm not a movie geek, fuck you. Donate plasma. No. You know. He gets none of your plasma. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they sent me to see Fight Club. Uh, I saw it at the Varsity Theater. I still remember, which is like on the main drag there mm-hmm. in Chapel Hill. Sure. And I just remember sitting in the seat and I'd be like, I was just like live. This is my face. I'm like, what the fuck? Amazing film. It is really good. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with my gigantic boner at the time for Brad Pitt. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> Which continues to this day. We'll talk about that later. Um, I cannot wait. Him in Fight Club. <laughs> like, Edward Norton's great. But, Every time Brad Pitt's on the screen, I was just like, what is he doing? I was Where did just he like, he come from? How can I yes. be him? How can I be friends yes. with him? Can we be in bed together maybe? Yes. <laughs> like, look at him standing. Like, how can I stand more like that? Because that's fucking awesome. I felt hot. that way watching him in Ocean's Eleven. He was a little cleaner in that movie. Um, but yeah, fucking love Fight Club, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, I think it's got it's got some it's got its issues, but um Sure. By the well, way Helena Bottom Carter, amazing. Helena, you mean Helena? Helena. That's fine. I wonder how many I, I think we've caught up, but especially then, I wonder how many girls and women didn't see it just because of the title alone and it's about guys it, at least that they thought, you know, it's about guys beating each other up. Like, I don't want to watch it. I thought that way for real and i didn't see it for the first few years that uh, after it had been out until i think i don't think it was you but somebody convinced me i had to watch it in its entirety and it was great uh themes still hold up kind of scary now might have been harbinger of doom oh boy uh anyway fight club number two so wait so wait yeah you haven't revealed your number one uh, i have not because we my number two is your number one so wait, what's your number one? Cruel Intentions. Of course it is. Is the most Chrissy choice that ever Chrissied. I I can't with this movie. I love it. I did put that was one of the so one of the fucking much. one of the two. I initially did not put on my list because this will definitely be on Chrissy's list. <laughs> maybe one or two. Yeah, very high up. And you know what's funny? Like this is a movie that when I first saw it, I was like, I need to watch this again, like right now. And, and, you know, when you're young and you're full of hormones and emotions and I, I mean, it just, it hit that sweet spot where I don't know 
I mean, you, you can't really identify because you're not a girl. But like, I desperately was a Reese Witherspoon type wanting to be a Catherine Matrui. I wanted to be her so badly and I wasn't. And it was great because I lived vicariously through Sarah Michelle Gellar throughout this entire movie. Um, and there's Ryan Phillippe and they're all just gorgeous and playing mind games with each other and sex games with each other. And I don't understand why people hate on this movie so much. It's great. It's campy. It's funny and well-written. And I don't get how people hate it. So this is like, there was like a, teen movie like renaissance yes like late 90s you're right type and this is one of the best i still think it's one of the best it's great amazing soundtrack yes i played that soundtrack for 15 years after the fact in my car had the cd amazing (laughs) cast they got married. They, they did. had kids. Do you think, by the way, um, I've heard rumors that in that movie that Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon really did have sex. Ooh. Yeah. I bet they did. And like that whole major. Even if they didn't, I'm going to say they did. <laughs> and that whole major scene that we see just, just was like, like just, real acting, just like the not se- acting. Just like the, the sex scene in Fear was real between her and Mark Wahlberg on the roller coaster. I guess she's method, man. I don't know. No, I'm sure that's not real. What horses? <laughs> oh, Jesus, Justin. No, Colorblind for the win. Not not that one. Was it? What song was playing then? Colorblind. Was it, it was Colorblind. It was. It was? Yes, it was. 100% oh, that, it why was. Why did I sing Wild Horses? Are you sure it wasn't a Bush song? There was a lot of Bush music well, in wait, that movie. Are you ta- I'm not talking about Cruel Intentions. Oh, I mean, I am. You're I talking, talking about something else. I was talking about Fear. No, I don't give a shit about Fear. I'm talking about... What? Fuck you. You should give a shit about fear. Dude, it's, it's amazing. Dude, I'm talking about where after he, she says, I'm impressed. He says, well, I'm in love. And then it goes into their big, like, big, she loses her virginity sex scene. It's colorblind playing in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, I was talking. We were talking about different films. But let's go back to you saying fuck fear. Don't fuck fear. Compared to Cruel Intentions, fuck fear. What? It's a good movie, but not compared to Cruel Intentions. Oh, no. Mm. I love Cruel Touches with all my heart, and nobody to, can dissuade me otherwise. It has Selma Blair. It's got the kiss with Sarah Michelle Gellar, where you can see the spit like between them. This, this sounds this sounds like it'll have to be one of the first. So I married a me. Uh, so so I married a movie geek <laughs> m- movie battles. I could go on and on. <laughs> I could defend fear. All right, we'll see. Let's do it. So cool intentions. Amazing film. Didn't put a, it would have been on my list, but Chrissy loves it so, and I knew it. So it can't be one of your favorites because it's one of mine again. But you know what that means? What our co like our co best or favorite film of nineteen ninety nine is The Matrix. Agreed. Collectively, it's The Matrix. So you talked about Fight Club a minute ago, and you said this was a movie that when you walked in, you were, you, you blew you away. Yes, that was The Matrix for me. Also, The Matrix for me. There you go. Yes, um, it, it it broke. So many norms of what a movie could do and what it should be like in terms of storytelling and plot. And I remember I leaving that movie and thinking, are we fucking living in the Matrix? Like, for real? It permeated reality. It was awesome. Um, Keanu, love. Oh, Keanu. I mean. Best movie since Speed. And probably since. Uh, the, the effects, of course. Everything about it. Everything about it. I think it's a masterpiece. It is. I love it so much, and I've 
gotten lots of flack for this. I even like the sequels, guys. Yep. I'll say here. I even like the sequels. I do too. They're not as good it's, as the original, it's, but I like it's them like too. a slope there. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 middle that whole middle sequence in Matrix Lo- Reloaded. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Um and the third one, you know, I, I still liked it. Like it just I have to watch it again. I remember liking the third one more than the second one at the time. The the whole trilogy is just a great example of someone like really like baseball analogy swinging for the fences yes they they swung for the fences the first one is like home run out of there you know Mm -hmm. the matrix reloaded in my mind is like a triple and then uh, (laughs) the third one's like a you know a double maybe a double yeah and when you think though of the but you got to give them credit for like really going there yes and and also advancing the medium think of the special effects 1999 special effects and the things that they were doing how it it, if you watched it today it would not look i don't think dated to you where you're like oh wow look not only that you could put like some of like the cgi shit fest that have been in the past five years up against yes the third matrix and you'll be like okay wait a minute we're being too harsh on uh <laughs> matrix revolutions matrix revolutions yeah i agree so yeah i mean it had to be number one but phenomenal movie. but but uh, the matrix and fight club both in my eyes like in my top 20 of all time oh i knew that a hundred percent so yay we agree on something <laughs> but yay now that we've finished the top 10 and we're running a little long, Ooh. let's see if we agree on something else. I would like to see. So we got to do something we rarely got get to do ever. Uh, we caught a movie a little late, probably yes. a couple weeks later than everyone in the theater. And it's called Once Upon a Time dot, dot, dot mm-hmm. in Hollywood. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. I'm in my office. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? All right, Chris, log on on IMDb for this film is a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. It stars your boy, Mm -hmm. your favorite actor of Mm -hmm. all time sees Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Emil Hirsch, Margaret Qualley, Timothy Oliphant, Austin Butler, Dakota Fanning, Bruce Dern, Luke Perry, Damian Lewis, Al Pacino, tons of people in this film. We finally saw it. Yes. What did you think? We well, haven't even talked about it. We haven't. We were not allowed to talk about you, you it. You tried to talk to me about it. I'm like, like finger to your lips. Shh. <laughs> I, I've, I've avoided reading reviews. Did you? I haven't listened to anybody's I, I podcast. Yes. Like, and I was getting really sad as the weeks went on with Chrissy. I'm like, I really want to see it. Can we go see it? 
Please. So this movie has all the correct ingredients for like a top one of Chrissy's favorite movies of all time. It has Leonardo DiCaprio, as you mentioned, Brad Pitt, whom I also adore. Uh, It's got uh, a great storytelling mechanism and device, the way they tell the story and the way uh, Quentin Tarantino does this regularly, like in in Glorious Bastards, he did this a lot where, you know, he, there's a part of the story that's being told and then it quickly cuts away to kind of explain that whole little plot point and then it immediately cuts back. I'm into that shtick. Um, Just as a quick aside, at one point it has Leo fighting Nazis in a movie inside of a movie. (laughs) No, No joke. Chrissy turned to me and like, you could have been like, Chrissy, I'm going to give you 20 years of Christmas gifts right now. And her her face would have been as luminescent, as excited. I was too messing to I, I was like, oh no, Leo and Nazis, here we go. We're done. We're done. And then all the landmarks. I was like, you need some towels? Then, hold on, wait, Justin. And then. I threw you some towels. You know how I am about like. Just good thing we were on, you know, right? Non-absorbent seats. You know, you know how I am about like casual references to L.A. landmarks throughout entire movies. There's that they take Brad Pitt to Chatsworth, where we live. At one point, they're talking about Steve McQueen. I just McQueen, wanted to like your initial opinion. But, Are you going to give the whole review? I now? can't. This is my whole initial opinion. And then Leo keeps talking about Steve McQueen, and he keeps saying McQueen, and I'm like, I, I, I know, I know. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. That's top of your review. Remember my name? <laughs> they kept saying it. <laughs> this is what we've become. Justin. Did you think you were coming to listen to a professional movie <laughs> review podcast? No. We like movies if they say your name. If it includes <laughs> places we've seen in real life. I swear to God. <laughs> Did you, so, so, oh, I still understand. So it sounds like you really liked it. Justin. You're like, this movie has all the ingredients, <laughs> and then there was no like. I hadn't gotten to baking the cake yet, but Justin, God, this is why at the beginning this? of the podcast I was like, Top "So chef. maybe you should leave us a review now because look what's going to happen. Oh, it's no. going to devolve." Um, no, obviously, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I I think that there are some criticisms that are inherent to what it was, so they can't like. For instance, one of them is that it was long. It, it it was. It was a long movie, and at times it dragged. But it also, the reason it was long is because I think there was a lot of complexity to sort through, and they took the time to actually have conversations with each other and, and you know, dissect uh, the characters and the plot. And uh, anyway, you needed all that. So it's like my criticisms can't be even overwhelmed or, or helped. So I, I I have to take them out of the equation almost like they don't exist and then leave it at just it was great. Wow. Okay. I have more to say too, but that was already a lot. Go ahead, Justin. Big surprise, guys. I loved it. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Here's the here's the issue. Um, I remember going to see I didn't see Reservoir Dogs in the theater. I think I was too young. Mm. But I did see Pulp Fiction in the theater. Remember it blowing my mind, similar to how we talked about The Matrix. Yeah. How we talked about Fight Club. Um, and then I was really excited about Jackie Brown. And I remember go- going in to see Jackie Brown. Which I've never seen. With three of my friends from high school thinking, yes, fucking Pulp Fiction. This is like going to be Pulp Fiction 2, but it's called Jackie Brown. Expecting another Pulp Fiction. Sure. And you haven't seen Jackie Brown, but it's not Pulp Fiction. It's a totally different type of film. Okay. 
So that's a long setup to say going into this film, again, I haven't written any reviews, but I remember like before the movie came out, they're like, oh, this is return to like Pulp Fiction. Right. You know, this is going to be like more like Pulp Fiction and like it's going to be based in 1969. I'm like, okay, Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'll be going and expecting that. Guess what? What? It's more like a Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> not saying Jackie Brown's not great because I love Jackie Brown, but it's a totally different type of film. Right. It's more, it's slower. It's more of a character piece. Yes, it is. It, a thousand it percent. It takes its time. You know, um, yeah. There, there's less of the the showy uh, camera work mm-hmm. that that Quentin Tarantino sometimes does. Yeah, he does that a lot. In the there's there's less of the really long showy monologues of one person mm-hmm. in this film. Um, <laughs> a few notable ones from Leo, though. <laughs> there is a few, but you know, not as much. Right. Um, but the reason I love this movie is, and Chrissy talked about it. I. I love, I love Hollywood. I love old school Hollywood. We lived in Hollywood. Um, See, it wasn't far off. No, no. I'm not talking about like locating. I know, I know, I know. But I agree with what you're saying. That's why I love La La Land. This reminded, this this was like more of a love letter to to Hollywood than La La Land was for me. Oh, um, I mean, this is a love letter to like Hollywood, just film. This is a love letter to LA. Yeah. Throughout the movie, I was thinking about Chrissy. I'm like, oh my god! Like <laughs> everywhere they go, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where they are. Oh my god! There's like our street we used to live on. So that whole thing is great. But at the heart of it, you know, it's a movie about uh, like the uh, these two friends, these best like best friends, right? Uh, I love male friendship movies because there's not enough of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Guys can't be like friends, you know? Right. They can't give like full hugs. They have to do the half like the, bro the, hugs. Bro hug, right. But this is one of those movies where like these guys, they love each other. They, they're they there for each other. Uh, so I, I love that part of it. And then I love, um, I love it. It's kind of like a love letter to Sharon Tate, you know? So who is someone yes. who unfairly, when someone think of her, yeah, Think of the worst possible version the of worst, her story. The worst day of her life. The worst yeah. day of her life. Yeah. And uh, I I know before this movie, there was some kind of things come about, you know, like, would they do her justice? What about her? Like, she doesn't get enough lines or something in this movie? I, I did think about that. Did you? Yes. To me, it seems like she's like this, like, angel- angelic. angelic figure that's, like, basically having the time of her life. She sounds like she seems like the best person, you know? They made her luminous, but and I and I'm sorry to say this because this is one of my one criticisms of the movie. Um, in certain ways, superficial, and I don't mean that in like a judgmental way, like in a superficial, like clueless way. I mean like we only got the surface level of who she was, which was apparently a beautiful and lum- luminescent girl. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I still never left that movie feeling like I understood what what she was doing like why she made choices she did just you know who she was i just felt like she was just like a lovely girl the movie's not about no but she's a major part is she not for the amount of time they spent developing leo and brad pitt they spent approximately one-eighth of the time developing her i mean isn't she basically like uh on the screen like time clock 
for this very she's a plot device you know yes for this horrible thing tragic to thing that yeah. you know happens in real life yes so you're expecting it to happen in this movie right but they've taken the time to turn her into a authentic character yeah. who has an arc so i do wish that they had better explored the way that. they did with the men i understand that her I, plot th- line. that's that's a valid criticism thanks i have one once in a while Okay, other other things. Um, but like the scene where she went and like uh, watched her own movie at the theater. Yeah, that was at UCLA. great. UCLA. Um, Can I ask you a quick question? What yeah, was like Tarantino's thing about feet in this movie? It's, uh, in this, this movie, is a very non-subtle thing that's happening. Yeah. It, it's in every movie, but it seems like he really like he's he knows that people knows, and now he's like, <laughs> oh. "Fuck you, I'm going to do it more." Feet. It's all over this film. Everywhere. Um, but. Let's get back to the centerpiece of the movie oh, okay. and the reason I love the movie. Yes, these two guys. Oh my god, these two characters. I now I've seen there. There seems to be uh, already a thing on Twitter. Of course, this has been out for a couple of weeks. Is who's better in this movie? And I hate that because I'm like, why can't they just? They are both amazing. Why can't they both be fucking awesome? Yeah, and they are. But here's how I break it down, Chrissy. Okay. Both are great. You make me choose. But similar to Fight Club, uh huh. Edward Norton oh. got a lot more of the screen time, uh huh. But fucking Brad Pitt in this movie mm-hmm. is on fire. Agreed. Like Agreed. every single like he's got at least four or five scenes in this movie that are gonna like they're iconic, iconic now. Yeah. And I loved Leo in this movie. And he's Same. got a, he's got a couple iconic scenes he really too. Does. Yeah. But it's like hitting percentage in this movie. Brad Pitt is just like bam, bam, just knocking them all. He also apart. got more at bats. I feel like he did. He had he had a that's that's probably better true. setups. Oh, but yeah, he's like the Mike Piazza of the Dodgers. That's <laughs> the overall of this movie is Leo. Both Leo and Brad Pitt are great. Wait, no, Brad Pitt's amazing. <laughs> You're like, hold on, slight edge to Brad. I have to give more love to Brad. Brad, Brad, Brad. Oh man. <laughs> I got to watch this movie uh, Justin, a second and third time because the other criticism that I do agree with you is the the middle part is kind of lacky. Yeah. But in the movie's defense, I am on a sugar detox diet. And at the, I was like, <laughs> this is the first time I've been in a theater during this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have a soda. I don't have caffeine. How funny. Uh, all I've got is. You did seem like you were falling asleep at one point. All I got is popcorn and water. What yeah. do I do? So like I, I like started moving around. I noticed that you look like you were falling asleep, and I was like, "Really?" I was surprised. Yeah, and and it goes back to like again, I went in stupidly expecting Pulp Fiction like fast and like you know lots of you know characters and scenes and editing and all this stuff. And this is not that. I'm film. so glad it wasn't that. I'm so glad. No, I you know I liked what we got. Yeah. So by the way, can, so can we can we just talk about this for a second? Can we be like a couple of yentas for just like a second? Okay. Brad Pitt with his shirt off. Jumping onto that roof. Holy shit. <laughs> That's one of the iconic scenes. First of all, uh, who we just... knew he was a ninja? I know it's stuntman, but I don't care. No, that, that's amazing. Yeah. That's one of the iconic scenes. You want to hear another iconic scene? Uh-huh. It, it, I, I, uh, I've learned it's controversial. Okay. Him, him kicking uh, Bruce Lee's ass. Yeah. I've heard about that too. That's iconic. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was phenomenal. Everybody's like, did they do Bruce Lee's, you know, mm-hmm. name a disservice, his his image? Eh. 
whatever. He was notoriously kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, but Brett, he's a he's a he's a fake character. He's not mm-hmm. he's not real. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be what you would do if you were like, okay, this character's gonna be badass, so badass that he's gonna go toe to toe with Bruce Lee, right? <laughs> in the scene, yeah. Um, the whole Spawn Ranch scene that was great towards the end with him is amazing. Oh my god, very tense. Yeah, and violent eventually. Wait, what? Violent. No, we haven't got to the end. At Spawn Ranch? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of blood. Yeah. A little bit of blood there. <laughs> You're kidding me? <laughs> um, and then and then the last the, 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 the whole, whole the whole last part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number 1, guys. As someone who has lived in LA for how long? Let's see. Since 2002. 17 years? Wow. The scariest thing ever is driving fast in the dark in the hills. And there's a, a few scenes oh, of that in this movie where I kind of got like really like, Ooh, whoa. They're going to die. They're going to die. Like, every, <laughs> like ball and drive. In my younger days, yeah. you know, there was, there was some chancy moments uh, driving. Yeah, no. Nope. Driving around there. I never but. drove like that. I kept thinking, though, I was like, did people drive like assholes in the 60s? Is that what happened back then? But anyway. Um, such a minor thing. Like every single Quentin Tarantino movie, amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, the what's the song? All of his movies have like one or two songs where I'm like, I haven't heard that since you know I was a little kid. Yeah, and my grandmother like played it on a record or, or something. It's so funny. And and the one in that movie is the Neil Diamond song that that's in the. Oh, mo- I don't know. I couldn't tell you what song that was. Do you know? What is it called? I I, inst- it up. I instantly added it to my playlist because I was like, ah, we when I was a kid growing up uh, in in North Carolina, there was a a radio station called B one hundred. Oh yeah, like, and it was like the soft oldies of you know the sixties, seventy, the you know the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Sure. And this would be a song. What's it called here? Anyway. What else, Chris? What else about the movie are we not talking about? Um, an amazing cast, like beyond the marquee players. Um, yeah, who are, who are the who are the breakouts in your eyes? The so, so the centerpiece like sequence Gosh, for me and Leo so good. was everything in the middle with him and the little girl. Oh, she was great. Him and the mustache. So him, unafraid him, of him. Him by getting the way. him everything with her and him. Him getting pissed off in his trailer, that yes. whole thing. Yes. That whole centerpiece. And I think that's the same um that's the same uh TV show in the movie that he also was practicing early in the movie when right. he's in his pool with the tape tape yes. recorder. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's so funny because that is that is legitimately how I learned parts when I was doing theater. I would record and then I'd listen and same for singing. And so it was just I had a moment. Um but but anyway, so back to what I was trying to say before. Oh, the song is called "Brother Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show" by Neil Diamond. Uh, all right. I, anyway, that's the whole, cool. The whole soundtrack's great because he has like the um, like uh, speaking scenes, sure, you know, and advertisements that break up the songs, right? Uh, but that one was, like I said, one from my youth that I love. Oh, this Neil Diamond but, song I mean, is great. So so let's go back to the cast for a minute. I mean, yeah, what a who's who really of. Amazing Hollywood actors. Who else you know? did you like? D- Dakota Fanning. She was great as Squeaky. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm sad to say that I didn't even recognize Luke Perry until afterward. I was like, oh, shit, that was Luke Perry. 
Like, I knew he was in it, but I got distracted by whatever was happening with the story that I didn't necessarily, at the time, put two and two together that it was Luke Perry. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino's great in everything. I yes. was, I love Al Pacino. What do you think of Margaret Qualley? I think this um, is the biggest thing I've seen her in. Uh, she's been in, in stuff before this, but she's the one that yeah, she's she was always the, wanted to pick him up. Yeah, the, the hitchhiker. She she was she was the two um, of them together seemed like they had chemistry. They had good chemistry. She was a good breakthrough performance. Do you know who she is? I don't. She's but I enjoyed her. I think she's Andy McDowell's daughter. Oh really? How surprising! Look at me doing fact checking on the fly. Do it. Uh, she was good. I mean, there's just this is a dense film. Uh, even so Lena Dunham shit. in her, the two seconds she was on screen. I usually so, am not a Lena Dunham fan. So much stuff going on. Oh, oh! Do you know who I loved? Yes, Timothy Oliphant. Always love him. He's great. And, and I don't love Kurt yep. Russell as a person, but he was also great in this. Twenty-four years old. Uh, mom is Andy McDowell. Cool. Anyway, so so going back, so obviously you and I really loved a ton about this movie. Yes, and I and I genuinely enjoy that the that the kind of whole premise here is rewriting history of a, a heinous event with a different outcome. Very inglorious bastards. I know. Ish. It's funny, and I enjoy that about that too. So, and and I know that's not for everybody. That you know, some people would prefer to see more of a true bent on. What it was, but that's that's not what this was. It's all no, you know, dreamlike fairy tale. Are we going to talk about the time? ending now? Uh, Someone, I think we have to. Okay, well, obviously, if you listen to this, yeah, we're like a month behind. Guys. <laughs> we what are. are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, so what do you think about the ending? <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. To be honest with you, I was dying. It was. You looked it over me. I was you were, dying. You were dead. You were dead. Once he picked up that cigarette, I was like, holy shit, this is what's happening. Uh-huh. Um, because like mean, I said, I, with, with I've... For I, his acid trip? I've Whoa. avoided all spoilers, all reviews, because I'm like, I don't know what... I don't want to... Because that's the whole thing about this movie. I was like, okay, how is this going to involve with the Manson murders? Yeah. You know? I'm not a super, like, into the Manson murders type of guy. Same. But it's so prevalent that I pretty much know the story. Yeah. So you're watching this whole movie. You're like, okay. How are we going to get yes, there? All right. Okay. By the way, guys, guess where we live? Chatsworth. I know. We live at the Spawn Ranch. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> Still running this thing. Obviously, Spawn's been <laughs> dead for years. Uh, Chrissy gives the tours on the horses. I'm good at that. It's weird to see so many locations. Uh, anyway, but the whole time, once, he, once, once the cigarette on, I was just like, this is not what I expected. And... It is pretty amazing. Well, I knew we were getting into the nitty gritty when when Kurt Russell starts narrating like the times, and he's like, "11 p.m. Casa Vega on Ventura." I'm like, "Yes, I've been there." Then what? <laughs> There's several restaurants know, like kidding, that. Kidding. El Coyote. I know. Um, and 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 I was I was genuinely like I had dread knowing what was coming on because I, I really thought, "Oh God, now we're gonna have to watch pregnant Margot Robbie get tortured." Exactly. Yeah, and and then it took this right turn right into comedy. Where it was like, now, you know, Leo tells them off at the car and he's like, get the fuck out of here. And they leave. The, the and then dog, they, again, a standout, that dog in the that dog, movie. Oh, the dog was amazing. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So Brad Pitt's walking out and he's on acid. And he's like, whoa, looking at his hand. And you're like, this is His straight. laugh. His laugh. Oh, his laugh was genuine and awesome. Oh. So, yeah, that's that whole Brad Pitt's inclusion in that scene. 
iconic. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. And then when Leo finally torches the girl in his pool with his flamethrower. <laughs> so apparently, oh, man, I, I, was, I was reading uh, tonight that people are, are kind of like pissed about this scene. Oh, well. Even though like they murder people. I get it. I, I, is that wrong? So in the moment, it's funny you say that. In the moment, I had some mixed feelings about this. So this is different, like, yay, like, uh, Inglorious Bastards, yay, Nazis getting yes. it, yay, but, like, female serial yes. female, murders. Well, yes, but but in this but, version, she had not under... yet murdered anybody. She had just broken and entered, basically. Exactly. So, yes, of course, the real killers, you know, could arguably have deserved that sort of an ending. But in this version, they broke and entered, got their asses beaten, and then Leo was like, better not call the cops, better take out my flamethrower. And and Quentin Tarantino, I think, did gratuitously lag in that scene for a hair too long of her screaming on fire mm-hmm. in the pool. We're like, how much longer is this? Oh, this is still going on. Okay. You know, a little bit too long, which is, I think, why people also feel funny about it. Hmm. Um, but if you take it on its face of not violence against women, but just of like, holy shit, Leonardo DiCaprio has a flamethrower and is using it on somebody in his pool, kind of hilarious. But yes, I understand the mixed feelings. I have them too. But then, But then he gets invited over and she talks through the speaker. Yeah. What did you think about all that? Sad. Sad. I felt sad because uh, obviously I knew that's not how it ended up in real life. And you know, the whole, what, what could have been of like, this could have been her story. If only she had had, you know, a more lives neighbor, in this movie. No, who, you know, would have, <laughs> would have stopped this or, you know, a more rounded character arc. Yeah, that would be great too. But no, instead it ends with like this, like, Oh, what a happy ending. And you know, in real life, it was anything but bittersweet. And you, I like I said, huge fan of the film, huge fan of the film. This guy's problems, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, did make me wonder though. What? So like, I don't thanks, Alexa. nobody asked you, Alexa. Don't keep saying her name. Why do you do that? Well, because she needs to know her place. <laughs> oh my god, are you gonna flamethrower? I might. Anyway. She listens too much. So it does kind of make me wonder, though, like, where's the tipping point on this? Can we just, like, rewrite famous things forever and, like, come up with different endings that are self-satisfying? I mean, uh, this this huge hunk of rock that we're on it, we're, is burning now. We, 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 we should be able to do whatever we want. So, we don't have much time left. So does that mean we get to redo Titanic, only it doesn't sink and Jack lives? Sure, Chrissy. Okay. Get started on that. I'm on it. But you know what? You might need a Romeo and Juliet. You might need a historian to assist you. <laughs> and I've got one man for the job. You know his name. Say it, Chrissy. Say it. Don Lynch. Don Lynch. <laughs> Titanic history extraordinaire. Lords his knowledge over Chrissy every chance he gets. I bow down to the patron saint of, of Don Lynch. Gotta get Don Lynch on the show. Anyway. Um, uh, so I was going to end it up by saying, uh, love the film. Really can't wait to see it again. Like I said, 
The biggest criticism for me is it kind of lags in the middle. Yes. But again, I was kind of tired. So. Right. That, that, no, that, it, regardless of being tired, it does lag in the middle, especially when Leo's on set and it's the whole it's a rich, thing. It's a rich film, man. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta. But you do have to wonder, at least I did during that lagging portion, in addition to it just being kind of lagging, we're like, all right, come on, let's go. I kept thinking to myself, like, so where's this going? Like, so, I mean, I know where it ends up, but like, at that point, where's this going? That's the thing. I was like, I, I thought it was going to be, the plot was just going to be like, phew, phew, phew. but the plot just takes its time. You know, it just meanders around. But even a lot know. of times when plots take their time, it's like you have the set of the Google map directions ahead of time. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I see why this pisses Chrissy off. Why? <laughs> there wasn't enough structure in this movie for you. I, I do need a tiny bit go. more structure. It's but okay. only a tiny bit. It wasn't like a lot. It's okay. But overall... Brad Pitt, yes. Leo, yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Can't wait to see it again. Agreed. Uh, in terms of Tarantino films, I would probably put this behind Pulp Fiction is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Inglorious Bastards, probably my number two. Mm-hmm. This would probably be around, probably around number three. I still think Inglorious Bastards is my number one, and this would be my number two. Okay. So and we're, then, yeah. So that means Reservoir we really like it. Dogs would be number three. Django, where's Django? Django, uh, Django. Well, maybe Django's three and four is Reservoir Dogs. Hmm. Well, sounds like a, a glowing opinion from both of us. There you go. What would be your final grade? A. Yeah, A. Double A. Batteries. <laughs> or boobs. Boobs. <laughs> what else? What else are double A's? Just uh, boobs eggs. and batteries? Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> oh, How long can we keep this going? Not long. Wow, this was fun. I hope it was fun for you. It was it was I'm great. talking to you, Chrissy. Leave us a review. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Oh, just, just hear how much uh I guess you didn't trash. There was no trashing involved. No, we're good. Um cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Uh Chrissy. Yeah. Where can you find us? On the interwebs. You can Google us, but you can also find us on social media at Movie Geek Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our podcast is available wherever you download and listen to your favorite podcasts. Very cool. Very cool. Um, by the way, reminder at the end of the month, uh, what, 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 what day are we at? The 12th. Now? We're at the 12th now. So in two weeks, two weeks, baby, you and me, Aerosmith. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, Monday, August 26th, Fantasy Movie Draft is returning after a hiatus, uh, and we're, 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 we're getting it started, guys. We've got the first round of our 2000s movies tournament. Yay. Uh, we're going year by year through the 2000s, and we're starting with the year 2000. So that's going to be super exciting. Can't wait. Uh, also, Chrissy. Yeah. We got a, a big day coming up, uh, next month. Can you tell everybody... Remember September podcast? Help me out. Come on, Chrissy. Well, you you keep putting me on the spot on this episode. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Um, it's our 10 year anniversary of our podcast. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> well, anyway, very, it was a, very important to Chrissy. As I you can knew see. it was her anniversary year, but I didn't necessarily know the exact date because I didn't marry anybody on this day. I was um, already married. So, so uh, that's happening next month. Um, and which means Chrissy and I need to convene and try to figure out what the fuck are we going to do to celebrate that? We'll take suggestions. If you've got them, send them our way. Um, so one thing I thought might be interesting because we've never done it before is 
Maybe we should open up the So I Married a Movie Geek hotline. Oh, is that why you hopped on Google Voice? I was curious what was happening over there. Uh, we, we, we actually have a Google Voice number that we set up a long time ago. We just never use it. Sure. And it's our 10-year anniversary is coming up. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, if you want to call, hit up the voicemail. Actually use it for the first time. This might be the chance. Oh, my God. It would be great. You can, you can leave us uh, a happy message. A happier message, <laughs> something very nice. <laughs> something tell us how awesome we are. A tongue-in-cheek criticism. <laughs> uh, hate mail uh, in verbal form. We'll take it all. Why not? Uh, what you got? You know, uh, whatever. You know, how we've changed your life in the past ten years. I I, I know how. Before they and didn't listen to us, and now they do. Celebrity impressions. Uh, oh, we love we impressions. Love. Uh, Suggestions fa- for our Mount Rushmore of Hollywood actors. Favorite episodes. Favorite Chrissy things that she <laughs> does. No. Whatever, man. The hotline. <laughs> so here's the number. Write it down. You Favorite got a pen. No added sugar recipes for Justin. You got a pen. I even set up like the. It's just gonna be like straight to voicemail. Three two three nine six three. Three eight three three. That is the so I married a movie geek. One more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Hotline three two three nine six three three eight three three. Threes. Call it. Love it. Live it. Libunanovshniki. Um. Okay. Anyway, that's gonna that's happening next month. We got we got a little planning we got to do. But like I said, um, hit that up. Leave us a voicemail. If you have any opinions on things we should do to celebrate, we'll take those as well. Alexa, no one asked you. (laughs) She said, what should I add? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She said, I've added, no one asked to your shopping list. Anything else? Chrissy, next week... Alexa's got comedy. Next week, we're supposed to watch a movie that... Neither of us has seen before. Do you have any suggestions? What is this on the spot? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin. Uh, someone suggested something this week. Yes, which, which... The Mummy. Go ahead. No, I've seen that. Fuck off, Justin. <sighs> okay, I will. We'll, 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 Christy and I will talk about it, guys. Okay. We'll try to figure out a movie that neither of us has seen. And we'll watch that for next week. Yay. And, and then in two weeks, Fancy Movie Draft 2000. Get ready. Chrissy, you're awesome. You are too. I love you. I love you. You have a great taste in 1999 films. Thanks. And you as well. And you have great taste in Brad Pitt. And I have... Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to keep walking so I can be like Brad Pitt so I can jump on a roof like like he does in this film. Dude, I'm not going to say no to that. In an alternate universe. I would just like everyone to know that my husband just said, I need to keep walking. So I could be like Brad Pitt. You stop full sentence right there. That's it. Period. Uh, in an alternate universe, I'm like, I'm like, it'd be pretty cool to have to live in an RV next to a drive, a drive-in like that. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, True. I remember the Van Nuys drive-in. To play out with some with some music from yeah. the film. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate. It. We'll see you next week. Bye.
shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.